Beethoven, Ludwig van Beethoven was born on this day in 1770. And I tell you that because I love Ludwig van Beethoven. And uh, if he had not existed in this world, something drastic would have been lost. Listen to the Seventh Symphony with me and I will weep. Listen to the Third Symphony, I will weep. Most people only know da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, and many don't even know who that is or what that is. I love Ludwig von Beethoven. He was a person who knew beauty, recognized beauty, could create or recreate beauty, and it has lasted hundreds of years. I love him. Um, sad, sad to think that many people on this planet will never get to know him, will never hear his music, will never touch the beauty that, that he's able to give through his arrangement of notes and, and, and sounds and silences and the mixture of them and, and rhythms, and, and, and it's amazing. And we're told by the Word of God that's nothing in comparison to what God has done in terms of uh, helping us, inviting us, calling us to recognize the gift of His grace and Spirit in our lives. So we're told in the first reading today that Elijah's going to come. He's going to come on a fiery uh, um, um, uh, chariot with fiery horses. It's going to be a vision unbelievable. And when Elijah comes, everything's going to change. It's going to be a new world. Get ready. Elijah's coming. And the Jews heard that for many years. So you think this is the conclusion. When he comes, we're not going to miss it. It's impossible to miss because it's going to be oh, like, wow. Da, 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 da. And then the disciples of Jesus say, well, what's this about Elijah? And, and, and he says, he's already come. And they come to this conclusion, ah, the Elijah that he's speaking about is John the Baptist. But even then, you know, right over the head. Elijah's coming. We, is it possible we could miss it? So in the middle of these two readings, playing with this idea of Elijah, the prophet coming in, the prophecy coming true, and it already having come because John the Baptist one says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And if that's true, that Jesus Christ has taken away the, the sin of the world, this is more than Elijah. If we really believe that, you know what the church says? That coming to communion forgives sin. In the classic language, venial sin is wiped away just by receiving Jesus Christ in communion. Hmm. Why wouldn't it? We're, we're experiencing the Lord. We take the Lord into us. We have to be cleansed if we understand that, know what we're doing, and really do it. So the responsorial psalm said, and we kept repeating, Lord, make us see your face and we shall die. Well, it didn't say that, but it should have said that because all good Jews believe that if you ever saw the face of God, you would die. That's why when Moses came down from the mountain and his face was glowing, they made him cover his face with a towel. No, Moses, we can't look at you. We'll die. We'll die. Then every day Moses would go into the tent where he met God, prayed, when he came out, his face was glowing. They made him cover his face. No, 
If we look at you, if we look at the face that looked at the face, now that's belief. If sister here looks at the face of God, she should die, but she didn't die. So we can't look at the face that looked at the face because it's too much. But we kept saying, Lord, make us see your face and we shall live. Make us see your face. Make us turn to you and we shall live. Elijah's coming, I promise you, says God, on a fiery chariot with fiery horses. You'll never forget this vision. I sent John the Baptist to say, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Do you get it? Now, here's where the rubber hits the road. You and I, daily communicants, shouldn't we understand this? Shouldn't we be in awe? When I listen to Beethoven's Seventh Symphony, I cry. When I listen to the Third Symphony, I won't even tell you what I do besides crying. I shout, I scream, I, it's, it's too much. Because um, I encounter beauty and it, it does something to me. Do we encounter Christ? I mean more than receive a host and a, a drop of wine, the body and blood of Christ. If we say we believe, we're taking into us Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus Christ truly risen. Jesus the Christ is eaten and drunk by us and is in us. And not just in our tummies, but in our minds, more importantly, and even more in our hearts that we have taken in. That's why we eat and drink him, so that we can't, we can't mistake what's happening. We're inviting Christ in, the Christ of the cross. Father, forgive them all. They know not what they do. Are we going to invite that, that phrase into our lives? So today, if we are holding into any inability to forgive somebody, look at the cross and say those words, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Hmm. Do I really want that inside me? In my little mind and heart? Da, 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 da. I do. I do. Because I recognize that's saving power. That's saving power. That's redemptive. And Jesus invites us to.